Welcome to today's episode number 10. I am Maura Clear, your host, and we're going to be talking about another topic that has been brought up a lot, and quite frankly, no one ever has an easy answer for it. So I just wanted to bring it up here, not that I have a perfect answer, but just to let you know that you're not alone, and there are all sorts of different ways that we can tackle it together. And the topic is loneliness and the feeling of isolation. You know, in that moment that we feel like we're in the center of the storm and it is just swirling around us and it's just us all by ourselves on that island. So I don't know what you're going through and I have no idea, but I do know what my experience is and I hear others struggle through our different sessions together. So this episode will be talking about how we can work through that feeling, how we can work through that process so that we can help ourselves. So the question even is like, what is loneliness? Sometimes we, we have that feeling, but we're not really quite connected to what it even means in, in this sense. So I want to look it up and researchers define it as feeling lonely for more than once a week. So for one, loneliness causes people to feel empty, alone, and unwanted. People who are lonely often crave human contact, but their state of mind makes it difficult for them to form connections, even with other people. So let me repeat that one. But their state of mind makes it more difficult to form connections with other people. That is so enlightening to me and in my own case, it was, it just rang true. I'd also like to add that being unable to physically make connections with people is also a big contributor to this. For some, the past year has really leveled the playing field, helping others to empathize more easily with what medical families go through on a daily basis. And other times has really just exasperated the whole situation. I know for myself, there were good times as well as some pretty rough ones, but I have to agree with the statement that my state of mind was making it hard to connect. In fact, I noticed this in my own patterns. As well as withdrawing, that was my biggest one. It was as if I had to do a timeout on life, and yet that's exactly when I felt the most lonely. Since noticing, I've discovered more. I really thought about it and and paid attention to what was going on. In fact, I actually like being lonely, just a little bit. And the reason is, is that it helps me digest information and process my feelings. It's a time for me to take stock on how I wanna move forward, like what's working for me and what's not. That's the biggest thing. It's like taking responsibility. It reminds me that I shouldn't wait for things to line again and I need to take action no one else is going to do it for me. So when I look at what's not working for me, I take a moment and I decide how I want to act on that. And I see what is working for me or what I want to do. And I decide to take action on that. So in other words, pity parties are pretty helpful, but we can't always count on others to get us back into motion. We need to take that painful first step. And believe me, there are times when I take it that every cell in my body just screams not to, but I know I have to do it. 
I always think of that science class where a moving object hits another one that's not in motion and suddenly they're both in motion. I need this visual in order to help me think about what I need to do to get myself back into motion. Is it getting a new book and reading and being inspired by something? Is it just getting out of the house or maybe decluttering a cabinet, like something to get me out of this funk? I often reach out to friends for afternoon cocktails. That last one is my favorite. My friends and I call them brainstorming sessions and we've been doing it for years. They're the ways that we get together on nice days so we can sit outside, get some fresh air, someone makes something fun to drink, and we just chat about everything and nothing. It's just about connecting. The best part is, is that we always do it at somebody's house. So we're there if our kids need us. So if we're having a rough time with our kids in my house, it's at my house. If somebody else needs to be there for their child, then it's at their house. And we all just take turns and it just flows really easy. There's no expectations. It's just about connecting. So getting to the processing part. Yes, COVID has put a whole new spin on things. And the general idea is, what are you waiting for? What are you processing? And what do you need? These are great questions to journal through. And I say journal through because I don't want you just to write about them. I want you to walk yourself through the process. This is really about exploration. It's about just getting all of going through your thoughts as if you're talking to a friend, just processing the information. So by the time you get to the question of what do you need, you can begin to see ways that you can put yourself back into motion. It's hard, I know but we can't always wait for things to come along to shift us, to push us, to hit us, to get back into that motion again. Now, I know sometimes we need help with this. And if you do, please reach out to me. If you're having a really difficult time, I ask that you go to a licensed therapist, a licensed doctor to get the help you need. But I'm here to help. If you need it, reach out to me. I am happy to talk to you, happy to have a coaching session and come up with some ideas about how we can get you back in motion again. But I also wanna say, maybe you've noticed something else. Maybe you've noticed a friend is beginning to withdraw. I would love it if you would just take some time and reach out to them and let let them know that you see them and you're there for them. I've been doing this as much as I can in the last year or so, and let me tell you, Each time I do this, the person has responded, yes, they're going through something they're struggling with, and it helped them to know that someone cared enough to reach out to them. Now, I don't think that we do this often enough. I think sometimes we get overwhelmed by what's going on in our own lives that we don't want to, you know, have somebody vomit their needs onto us. But... The whole thing is that we're friends and that we're watching out for each other. And we're worried sometimes that they're gonna give us more than we can possibly handle. But I want you to remember, you're just there to listen. You're just there to let them know that you see them and you see that they're withdrawing and you are there to help. Maybe your contact, your text, your voice message, your meme, whatever it is, is that little spark of motion that they need to start getting that ball rolling of getting back 
you know, back into motion themselves. So don't be afraid to reach out. The response that I've gotten from people is amazing. Like it just, it brightens my day because I hear how it brightens their day. And it's just a, hey, I see you. It's nothing more than that. So as you're going on your day, if you are feeling lonely, I hope you take some of these steps and apply them. I hope that you see, you know, what's going on that you need to work through and what you need to be back in motion again, and then take some action on that. Like I said in the beginning, there is no easy answer to this. We are all made differently and have different views on things and are struggling with different things. But I hope this episode has shown you that getting creative, thinking of things through, instead of just accepting the feeling of loneliness, can be really beneficial. I know it's worked for me and I know it's worked for a lot of my clients, so I'm hoping the idea works for you as well. If you need anything, please reach out. I am always here for you. You can reach me on all social media channels at Surviving the Waiting Room. Thanks.